Holy shit, Brian's Brian's got multiple pages. <laughs> oh yeah, he is he's he's ready to go. So uh welcome back to Red River Podcast. Unbelievable. We were so excited. We we're like, we're gonna do four episodes in October. We're gonna yeah. do four episodes in October. And when we did it, we're like, we didn't mean to, but we're like, well, we'll just take six weeks off now. <laughs> we like yeah. to we like to offset any progress that that we make. You know? We don't like people to get into a habit of knowing exactly when we're gonna put something out. You make it like an event. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have I have to keep checking back on Spotify and yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a little bit of a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh you know, like I told you before, Chris, um, if we had to do this on a regular basis, we probably would have stopped doing it five years ago. Um yeah. There, yeah. there's a beauty to just doing it whenever you want to do it, you know. Yeah, we uh over on Films on Tap before we shut it down, it was an absolute grind, and it really just affected the quality of the show. Like we would sit there some weeks and be like, we have, we literally have nothing to talk about. Yeah, so we were just bullshit, which was fun, but nobody wants to listen to us idiots just bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if if you do it for a living, it's different, but it's like mixed in with everything else, you know. So yeah, but it's a but, fucked uh, up time of year. Yeah. But it it's uh we're here and we're gonna we're gonna talk all uh of our favorites of uh, 2023. I didn't really think this year was as good as the last two years for movies. But as I was yeah. making as I was making my list, I I really had a hard time narrowing it down to ten. So I have a bunch of honorable honorable mentions. I know me and Chris are gonna go at it on one or two of those because we've already had the conversation. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're today we're gonna talk uh, favorite movies of the year. So Chris, as our guest, I, I don't know if you have any honorable mentions you want to get out of the way. I didn't. Unlike you, I had the opposite. Like okay. I was really struggling to fill out a list of 10 that I felt really good about. And I think part of that is just because of uh the fact that I, I probably saw fewer movies this year than I typically do. Um, and so I didn't have a bunch to weed through. Uh but I do have some blind spots that I wanted to list out in case, uh, you know, just sort of set the tone of things that I definitely didn't see this year that will not be on my list sure. that I've seen on a bunch of critics lists. One of them, obviously, is the big one, uh, the Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. I did not get out the theater to see that. And quite frankly, I did not rent it either over the last few weeks. I mean, the prospect of sitting there for almost four hours was daunting and, uh, Despite being able to pause and, and come back to it, I just it's not something I've prioritized in my life yet. Um, <laughs> May, December is another one on Netflix uh, with uh, Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Kind of a, a, an interesting take on the whole um, Mary Kay Letourneau situation. And, and uh, you know, it's supposedly very good. I just uh, haven't seen that. Saltburn, which was the follow up to Promising Young Woman with uh, that director. I forget her name. Oh, I didn't know Port that. Yeah, poor things. the The new Yorgos Lanth Yorgos Lanthimos. That dude, I'll watch anything that he makes. And I just that's not coming it. out until it, next it, month. It, it didn't come out because we were yeah. going to go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's sort of a I guess a take on kind of the Frankenstein story, and supposedly that's going to be good. amazing in it. And Ooh. looking forward to that one. Uh, another one that's not out yet, Maestro. Um, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper's take on Leonard Bernstein. Uh, the Iron Claw with Zac Efron about the, the wrestling brothers. Uh, I don't think that's out yet. I think it might be this weekend. Limited. Okay. And then yeah. finally, one that has been out and it looked fun as hell. I just didn't catch it was Dumb Money. 
uh, about mm-hmm. the whole GameStop thing. Um, that looked yeah. really good. I saw like previews in the theater. I was like, oh, I'm 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 in on that. And then I just never got a chance. So those are kind of some big ones that have been on certain critics lists that I, I definitely haven't seen, but but we'll we'll certainly over the next uh, month or so try to get those in. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Frankenstein. There, like there was a couple of movies that like kind of reimagined that thing. Uh, one that didn't make my list, but I thought was pretty decent was uh, the angry black girl and her monster, which yeah. was kind of it was like Frankenstein meets the wire. So it was really interesting. Ooh. Like it wasn't like amazing, but just like really weird take on it. So that was a shutter release, right? Yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah, it was cool. Like great, great cast. Um, It was really just literally like like a, you know, like a, a you know, a neighborhood where they sold drugs, you know, like inner city, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was, was really like the wire and it was just, it had this like girl and she um, brought back her brother who was killed by these drug dealers. So it's kind of like, you know, an interesting take to like incorporate, you know, like what somebody might be going through. So I thought it was good. Sure. Uh, and then real quick um, before, we, before uh, there was two horror movies that I saw around Halloween, not good enough to make a top 10, but I enjoyed them. And I know they were sort of, I think probably, well-regarded some people didn't like it but uh cobweb uh yeah with anthony star from uh from the boys uh, yeah yep mm-hmm. i enjoyed lizzie that kaplan, one a lot. Right? yeah and lizzie kaplan she's great and everything um and i just really uh i was kind of creeped out from most of that movie and even though it's a little predictable you can kind of see where it's going uh, i thought it was effective uh, for the season and i liked boogeyman the the stephen king short story that they adapted i there was a little bit heavy on the cgi but um, I liked the acting in it, and I liked the main character. And uh, again, it got it got me a little bit uh, on some of the, you know, it's heavy on the jump scares or whatever. But I thought that one was pretty creepy too. But those were really like the only other two that I would mention beyond yeah. my top ten. It's funny that you mentioned those two because it was either or when I watched Boogeyman. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Cobweb, and you know, I I didn't still didn't get to, to watch Cobweb, but I really didn't like Boogeyman whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Cobweb's uh, the better movie, probably. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was all right for me. Yeah. Um, Langan, or as they call you on the show, Langdon. <laughs> it's funny. Or as, or as you call him in the text to me earlier, uh, Arlene hit up Ling, or let me hit up Wang. <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's that's, that's, that's my voice to text working uh, overtime. <laughs> So. <laughs> All right, Wang, Wang. <laughs> um, a couple of these I'm, I'm pretty sure um, we're going to hear about later on, so I'm going to hold off on a couple of these. But uh, I, I will give uh, honorable mentions to John Wick 4. Um, a solid, another solid John Wick movie. I mean, oh, yeah. when you think back in all the an- action franchises in history, John Wick's got to be one of the more uh solid fucking franchise in history. Um yeah. and I thought it was a real good uh conclusion to it. Uh that uh corner office with John Hamm, real weird kind of quirky uh in a being John Malkovich kind of way kind of film. Okay. Um hard to describe. It's it, it's that if I describe it it's 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 about a guy working in an office, but there's kind of like a, there's an alternate reality to it. I'll put it. So if you like quirky, obscure movies and uh, John Hamm, that's killer corner office somewhere in Queens with uh, Ray Romano. Uh, thought it was a real solid uh, drama, some dark humor to it. And uh, 
Romano's done some. I never really watched uh, Everybody Loves Raymond or whatever, but he's had some solid yeah. acting pop yep. ups, you know, yeah. in the past. I don't know how many years. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's 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 putting in some work, and uh, he was just on the on Real Time, and he was talking about somewhere in Queens, and I was like, oh shit, that's one of those movies that I, that I still haven't gotten a chance to watch. Yeah, Did yeah, you guys it's watch, good. Uh, uh, Made for Love on HBO it was a. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah he, he was, was the dad. As the dad, yeah. That show was like I didn't really care for the last season, but it, it was a really unique and weird show. Yeah. That I feel like a lot of people might have missed, but like when it when it hit on certain episodes, it was really good. The um, first season was definitely better. Yeah. Um, the conclusion, I don't know that I loved, but uh, you definitely it's you know when 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 shows or movies take the time to set up characters that you care about. And then they add in an element of like unique story or hook. Um, that's that's when it really becomes something special. And that one for for a lot of it is really, really good. Yeah, it's it's really super interesting. Um all right, so Langan, you still doing the honorables? Yeah, and I, and I also had Infinity Pool on there. Um you got two you of my top that. ten on them. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yep. That's what I mean. Like there's and I know there's this that I have at least one or two of these I think Sam's gonna have on there. So I'll pop in later. So Return of the Living Dead Three. <laughs> I think, I, not what you saw this year. Boardwalk <laughs> 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 Empire. <laughs> yeah, we just hung out at Rob Link's for uh for horror hangs and we watched the blob. The double feature nice. is the blob, and they let me put on Return of the Living Dead 3. <laughs> they let me. <laughs> they totally did. Um, I remember the first the first horror hang I ever went to at Parker's house. Uh, I think it was you that convinced, every, or it might have been him, convinced everybody to watch Street Trash. And that was happened to be one I had never seen, and I was glad you did because it was wild. Probably him, <laughs> if I yeah. remember correctly. Like that was joking. the one we had the menu on for like two, three hours. That's right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's not really uh, conducive to watching movies whatsoever, but no. you you can watch certain parts for sure. Um, man, a lot of honorables. I, I, I you know I I couldn't really not mention these. I I think uh, Leave the World Behind was really good. Um, apparently it's uh called to some sort of conspiracy theory. Uh, whistle there, but <laughs> anyone talking about it on the internet's very funny. Shout out to them and mental illness, I guess. <laughs> right. uh, Beaten to death was one that was really super unique. Um, just one of those stories felt like a like a western uh, with the cinematography, and um, it's one of those movies that that tells a story, uh, you know, in parts. It's not very. It's not like linear. Um, and by the, by the end of the movie, it's just, you're like, oh yeah, wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Even if you didn't like the movie where it ended up, that was really cool. Uh, appendage, uh, everyone was talking about it on Hulu and I was like, ah, fucking Hulu horror movie. And they're like basket case, basket case. So I was like, whatever. And then I started watching it and I'm like, this is a pretty modern take on fucking basket case. Uh, one of the Frankenstein movies I was talking about was birth rebirth. Uh, I thought that was very good. Um, just, you know, uh, strong performances. Judy Reyes from like Scrubs, like to see her in something like this is is pretty cool. Uh, the movie Totally Killer, which was great. Oh, should, yeah. Should have made yeah. my top 10. But um, 
you know, it, it, it could have for sure. And and I thought, you know, where you take the flip side of that, which is like something like uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Knife, which is like one of the worst movies right. I've seen of the last 10 years. And then you get Totally Killer that, that like really delivered. You know, it felt like a Christopher Landon movie, which it wasn't. Way back in January, Knock at the Cabin, I thought was really good. I'm a big doomsday mm-hmm. movie guy, and I thought like you know the peeling of that story w- worked very well. Another yeah, thing, I, I, the fact that he like that it went there, it, that it it wasn't just like delusional or whatever. I'm sorry to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. I guess yeah. uh, you could always edit that out, but the the fact that it went the way it did um, was surprising to me, and and I kind of I love that it 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 did that versus just sort of some other type of cop out. Yeah, it's it was like um like um what is that uh fuck the John Goodman thing I can't remember now Cloverfield oh yeah ten Cloverfield where you're yeah. like is this real is this not real you know and then they yep. deliver and you're like oh shit how about that yeah um influencer that was another Shutter movie that was super unique very Great. cool um then a couple more Fool's Gold with um Charlie Day directorial debut up on Hulu at the moment fucking unique movie he doesn't really? talk. he doesn't talk during the movie it's like the, it's almost like a throwback to like you know like uh, a 30s movie uh where it's just this whirlwind of this character and the life that he lives in hollywood um really the plot you haven't heard of it chris no okay so 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 um there's this so this is of- not the matthew mcconaughey movie fools no 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 no. (laughs) that that i'm that's on my top 10 uh so um charlie day is is like a homeless guy and he resembles this this guy who's a a movie star and the movie star is being like a real pain in the dick and then trying to figure out how to like you know replace him or how to get him to do his job and then like you know one of the producers just happens to see this homeless guy and they're like holy shit this guy really looks like you know so and so in the movie then they bring him there and uh, they kind of like swap him out when, you know, like as a stunt double. Uh, and that's kind of how the movie goes. And it's it's very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, the last kind of sounds like the like Dave with Kevin Klein from years ago where they use him as the yeah. president. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. But, but I'm sure a lot different. It, a lot of cameos in this. And it's just the vibe of it is like. You know, some movies feel like you're watching a movie like it's just movie magic. Like you watch it and the story is just such a grand tale that it's great. Uh, The last two, Blackberry. I thought Blackberry was amazing. Uh, The story of the Blackberry with fucking. um, Oh, the guy from uh, uh, Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. uh, The Baruchel guy, too. Uh, A few people. Just very well done. Very well done. Uh, And my last honorable mention. just missed it. Infinity pool. Um, when you think of the plot of what that was and uh, you're like, okay, so you're like Taurus and then the, the basically the clone. By the time you pull back at that plot, you're like, that is fucking weird. Yeah. So that's then, my number 10. So you want to just talk about that? And yeah. Detail yeah. Now? Yeah, for sure. It, I just okay. want to say it, it just, it kind of loses me towards the end. You know, but like the whole plot of it was just fucking super unique. And and I'm I can't wait to see what he does next. So, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. I mean, first, you know, when I saw I didn't love antiviral, but but when I saw Possessor, like that blew me away. I think that was my number two movie of the year that year. Uh, So I was super excited to see this. The, the, The trailer was exciting. And that reveal um, of the punishment 
Awards. Yeah. Per se. That was something that I was totally not expecting. Um, and there's just such a, like a dangerous tone to that movie, you know, like the, the way that, um, and again, geez, Mia Goth is just ridiculous in everything she does. I mean, she's just yeah. awesome actress and like, you know, that, that whole sort of like just being very forward and you just know something's going to happen there. Um, I'm always interested in protagonists who like sort of, you know, um, go to the dark side, I guess. And, and, and he goes there, you know, Al, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character. And um, you sort of, you feel betrayed, I guess, as a viewer. Um, but then it leads you to the rest of the story. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's wild visually. It was super creative and unique. Um, and it was, it was dark. Uh, I, I have a lot of movies on the on my top ten that are just fucking dark this year. Um, I don't know, but uh, I, I had I, I I I like thought about it for a week after. Yeah, it's like I said. Once you get that reveal of the punishment for the crime, and then they start doing it over and over again. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you know, we got to put you to death," or you're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> And then you're just like, what a fucking clever motherfucker. Like, just, you know, like anything that starts like that is just always going to be super unique. It, 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 listen, it, uh, in a planet full of just like really terrible plots and, and awful movies, you know, something like that, even at its worst or like even at, at, at um, where I felt like the movie kind of lost me like towards the end where it's like whatever, like maybe the ride was just a little too wild for me towards the end. It's still mm -hmm. better than most of the things that you see this year because it's just it was such a fucking bizarro movie that was so memorable like you said when 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 people bashed it online some people did bash it but i'm like once you break down the plot and what it is it's it's so worth watching because it's it's a unique movie and you know try doing that these days yeah uh, and that perversity of just like and, and and really the I guess the the going up to the line piece that everybody has that fear of death, um, but but what power that would give you if you could see yourself die but actually still be alive, yeah. and I think that you know it's it's an interesting conceit that he poses in that movie, and I could see how it could be addictive, and 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 when you couple I, that totally. with. When you couple it with the ability to do whatever the fuck you want and 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 like just let go of your basest instincts, and then that's is you get to also watch uh, a clone of yourself get murdered. Like there, there, there's a lot of people that would probably go down that rabbit hole. Oh, absolutely! I'll text three of them right now and they'll say <laughs> yes. Um, Langan, what's your number ten? Um, all right, my number ten. Well, at first I forgot to mention another uh, honorable mention. I had the passenger. Uh, I thought it was pretty damn cool. And yeah, Kyle Gallner is just like on fire as playing like this kind of crazy dirt bag <laughs> like role that he's got going on. That you know, movie, on yeah. America. yeah, that movie started off good. And then mm -hmm. it kind of like, you know, lost me. And so I didn't really add it. Yo, do you guys remember mm -hmm. a movie that we talked about where like I was trying to remember it was like on Netflix and like, uh, you know, there was a husband and wife and they had the two kids and they were murdered by these two guys that took the married couple on a car ride afterwards. Yeah. Speak no evil. 
Oh yeah, they, no, 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 they, not, they, not not speak no? no evil. No, 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 I love speak no evil. Okay, <laughs> you're thinking you're you're thinking of something. Speak no evil was like the the vacation couple that yeah, invited yeah. the other. Yeah, no, this was like in the very beginning. Oh. It was two criminals. They fucking found this like couple with their two kids, like you know, like they at a pit stop on on a road trip. Oh, and, okay. And then they come over, and then they're just they're kind of being weird and whatever. And before, like you, you even know, like they just killed the two kids, and the the, the couple is like, "What the fuck?" And then they put them in that. the car, and it was just like one of the husbands was like a like, CO, and he was like abusing this one kid that happened to be. All right, that's in the very beginning. I we watched hmm. it. I, I talked to it. So when when I watched um beaten to death. One of the reviews was like, hey, if you like this, check out Red, White, and Blue. Check out – they named like five movies, sure. and one of them was that movie that I don't remember, and it just happened to be on Netflix. And I was like, wow, no one ever mentions Red, White, and Blue. So I watched it, no. and I was like, yo, this movie is crazy. Ah, I got to remember it. I, I Damn, forgot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I get the name, I just, I've been thinking about it for like three weeks. I don't remember the name. But uh, Langan. Yeah, my number 10, um, I had to put this in there. I knew this would be in my number 10 as soon as I, I knew that it existed and I saw it, but a two-and-a-half-hour movie called The History of Metal and Horror. I mean, that's oh, a yeah. documentary yeah. just yeah. made for, like, everything that I've ever loved in my entire life in a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yep. I was right there from the beginning. So that's just a fun time. It's the history of those two genres have always kind of, you know, intertwined throughout history and stuff like that. The fan base, the the, the content. So it was a good time. Good one. Yeah, yeah, that's uh you could rent that and that's also up on Screenbox is one of the the streams. Um all right, here's a movie that I know Chris loved, Hypnotic. Uh, I fucking... I didn't actually hate it. I just uh it was just funny that Jerry loved it. Oh, Jerry hated it so much and you uh, loved it. So much. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> J- you know Jerry's like legitimately mentally ill. I do. I do. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen Oh, I've your seen... wife, your wife knows him. Yes, and I've yeah. seen many many of his reactions to movies on Facebook and yeah. most of them, I would say probably 98% of them are highly questionable. Yeah, and no he, sane person would react in that way. <laughs> yeah, he is. De- if he was here right now, you, like I, I wouldn't even ask him. You would just talk to him <laughs> for two minutes, and you would be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's definitely mentally ill." So him not liking anything is funny to me because it, so he doesn't like plots. Anything with a plot kills him. So sure, unless okay. it's like un- he loves Under the Silver Lake because the movie's so fucking out of its mind that he's like, "Oh yeah, this it is great." That ADD, uh... yeah. Yeah. Side of it, yeah. So, um, it, this was one of those movies that I forgot. I was like, "Oh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, and Ben Affleck." And I remember seeing the trailer and thinking to myself, "Like, yo, this." I was getting like first power vibes from the trailer. I was like, "Yo, what the <laughs> fuck is this shit?" And uh, no, I I gave him the dry. Um, and uh, so I I rented it and I fucking loved it from the first like. It's all right. So I'm trying to think of exactly how to explain it because it it it's one of those movies with a reveal, and it's a great reveal. It's up on Peacock, um, and uh, it, it's just uh, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. It's it's like a total recall meets kind like, of yeah, right? You know, yeah, yeah. just just like government agency hypnosis and all this other stuff, and it's just got such a great reveal and such a great twist. 
that uh but also like the the very beginning like you're like what's going on like everything seems so surreal you know like you're watching you know like a bank robbery and all these things going on and you're wondering why and it's, it's just really really good i couldn't believe how good it was i i said it was the best movie of the year when i saw it obviously nine movies beat it out <laughs> Yeah. after but still it's it's absolutely fantastic and it's up on peacock and i recommend it so you yeah you definitely uh, lean towards the hyperbolic when you see something that you really like but um, i i, me- I and, meant no, no and i and i know um i i felt like it was kind of an uh, amalgam of a bunch of different movies like you mentioned total recall and section like yep there's things in there that like i've seen before um and i kind of like i didn't i didn't call the twist but i knew that something was coming um it was interesting um but yeah it's it's definitely one of those ones that i think uh you know i think you can have like a really strong positive reaction to um or you can be jerry Uh, (laughs) yeah absolutely i i recommend it that's my number 10 so uh number nine chris uh my number nine is Probably as I'm trying to think back on everything that came out this year, like, first of all, I'm getting completely oversaturated with Marvel, with with Marvel TV shows, uh, lesser Marvel movies that aren't nearly as good as the first like generation of Marvel movies that ended with Avengers Endgame. Like there were a few shows and movies after it that I was interested in, but I've they've completely fallen off a cliff as far as I'm concerned. But. Uh, I really loved Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a couple of years ago when that came out. I thought it was a really fresh take on the story. Um, I thought the animation was phenomenal. I happened to see it in 3D, which was very cool. Uh, and it was it was pretty epic for an animated film. And so I was super excited to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse come out this year. Um, and I had a blast with it. Uh, again, it was it was probably the best Marvel movie I've seen in a long time. Again, being an animated film, uh, and un- and like as it's getting closer to the end of the movie, I'm like, fuck! How are they going to wrap this up with like ten minutes left? And of course, it ended on a cliffhanger. So now I have to wait for the for the I guess the the third movie in the trilogy. But it was it was funny. It was uh, dramatic. You care about the characters. There's some really strong relationships in there and the voice work that's done is, is just phenomenal. Um, and so I'm excited to see how the trilogy finishes, but it was an absolutely worthy sequel. Uh, I kind of, you know, did everything a sequel is supposed to do in terms of upping the action, upping the drama, um, but still kind of being true to the characters. And I just loved it. Uh, better than spider, babe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, just making sure. Just I had to had to ask, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lang at number nine. Um, I actually had you had it in your um, honorables, Blackberry. Okay. Um, I wasn't expecting anything from this film when I put it on, and uh, was really impressed. I mean, it follows that I call it that that Goodfellas form formula of showing things at the, you know, the beginning, the heyday, and then the fall off, the eventual demise. It's that that arc that we see in these biopics but you know with a fascinating story i mean these guys had world by the balls for a second and then this little iphone thing came out and that was that you know but it's told in a really good way good performances uh i was shocked i was pleasantly surprised uh how good it was 
Yeah, um, I love my BlackBerry. So watching yeah. it, watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. But then like it's the you click. Know, you like the click. Yeah, yeah, I like right? I, I did. Yeah, I like to click. I, I just, that's probably one of the reasons that iPhone and, and Android phones added the haptic, uh, you know, reaction. The noise. Uh, because people loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was good. Very cool movie. And like you said, um, the pacing was great, like a Scorsese pacing, like in the very beginning, you, you know, like all these things are introduced and you're just like, oh, yeah. this is interesting, you know, uh, and everyone kind of looks like semi ridiculous. You know, because it's supposed to be in like the eighties yeah. or something. So, yeah, and it's um, a Canadian production. Uh, <laughs> Mine. I had a. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just real. No, I was just gonna tell a stupid story. Uh, we had an old CEO at one of my previous companies who, you know, as times were changing, was very sort of resistant to new technology. Would print all of his appointments, like all this stuff. And as everyone was converting to iPhone, uh, he insisted on keeping BlackBerry, and so he he had his assistant buy up like like 10 different uh old school blackberries so that in case his failed uh he could continue to use it for as long as they supported the technology and it there wow. really is a uh there is a culture of people that are just think that it will always think that it was better than the iphone yeah for sure i mean you'll you know you'll always find that one you know yeah Oh, Betamax is so much better. I don't know why right. they got. I don't know why they get rid of it. <laughs> laser discs. Yeah, that fucking yeah. laser disc. Uh, my number nine is uh maybe on your list. Thanksgiving. You guys yep. have it on the list. I got it up higher. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, as well. so we we'll, can talk we'll, about it whenever. You... No, we'll we'll talk about it when you guys have it up. When you know the last of you guys have it on, just so that all three of us could talk about it. So, uh, okay. Chris, number eight. Number eight was uh, one that that uh, Brian mentioned in honorable mentions was John Wick four. Um, I loved the first two, and I I had such fatigue and anger towards the third. Um, there's this long section in the middle where he goes to the desert. He meets Ali. There's these dogs, and then the last fight, he gets thrown through like thirty different glass panes in like the span of five minutes. And I'm just like, this is getting to a point where it's too repetitive. And I think I might be over it. Um, but uh, having loved the first two and, and hoping that uh, the kind of the fourth one was a return to, you know, uh, quality or at least what I responded to. Um, I went with my 11 year old son uh, who is now into a bunch of action movies and uh and his his buddy, who had not seen any previous John Wick ones, but let's be honest, you don't really need to have seen <laughs> any of them to enjoy them. No. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. It was long, but it never felt such. It wasn't. It didn't drag it in any parts. Um, the it just kept sort of upping the ante. Like every act in that movie just gets more more violent, crazy. The action just gets more insane. The, the final sort of battle on this giant stairwell in, I think it's France, right, Brian? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. It's just insane. And then they, 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 they close out the story with a, you know, a meaningful ending for the character. They didn't pull any punches. They didn't try to, like, drop any, like, hints or whatever. It just was a great finish to this story. And I walked out of there going, "Fuck!" That was one of the that was one of the better action movies I've seen in a really long time. So 
it definitely, uh, you know, it, it redeemed three for me. Um, and that's just one I'll skip whenever I watch the series. In, in compar- I, I loved it. In comparison, because I've never, I, I saw the first one and I never watched the second, third or fourth, but people love the fourth. Um, so is it comparable to like, you know, like I just look at those movies, Equalizer, uh, Kingsman, like I, they all seem kind of like the same thing. Is it all kind of like what's the difference between John Wick and The Equalizer? I haven't seen the Equalizer, so yeah. I can't comment on that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I saw the first Equalizer, but I haven't kept up with the series. I, I meant the guy. I meant just... the one with the old white guy. Oh, not the Denzel. One. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think part of it has to do with Keanu's appeal, right? I mean, he. Who else does the action hero who barely talks? better than than him there i mean obviously there are there are some really greats out there but in 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 the, the current time in modern times uh you know the was the first one anyway was phenomenal i think the fact that the first john wick movie is a great revenge tale and the second one just incredibly ups the ante and then opens up this world of assassins who all sort of um you know have kind of a code of honor but um at any point kill each other uh, and and you you see sort of how broad the reach is of uh, you know like kind of this network of assassins and their that's what it to, is I think yeah that subculture of assassins and there's all these colorful different you know members of that society and stuff as yeah. it fleshes out that whole world it's it's is part of the appeal I think I like yeah. it. Ian McShane huh. is great um, oh yeah as was the the guy who kind of was his partner at the Continental Hotel. Uh, he died this year, unfortunately. I forget yeah, the actor's uh, name. Lance Reddick, is that his name? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and he was great. Um, you know, he brought a little bit of humanity to that story. He really cared for the dog, for John. It's yeah. a it's a good series, Sam. Good. I got to check it. I like I said, I only saw the first, and there was no rhyme or reason. I just didn't go watch the other one. So sure. Uh, Langan number eight. Uh, this one really surprised me, but uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I did not expect much from this film. I mean, you might not realize it by looking at a cool motherfucker like me, but I was into like nerdy Dungeons and Dragons shit. <laughs> no, it's hard to believe. But um, <laughs> it's it's they've made movies in that genre before, and they're all horrible pieces of the shit. Jason, there was one in the eighties. What's that? that? Ter- Jason Statham was in one that was just god awful. Yeah, I think one of the Wayne's brothers, I think, was in one yeah. at one point. I, like, that's the uh, one with Jason Statham. <laughs> it's terrible. But they, it, everything was there to make a fucking, you know, a solid movie. And this, it was super fun. I couldn't believe how good it was. The The action was good. The dialogue was fun. Um, it's a great, like, something you know, popcorn kind of movie. And I think it really uh, has a solid script. And I think it's a birth, it's going to be the birth of an, Another solid, I think, franchise, I hope, because it, it was a, a solid, fun popcorn movie. It got fantastic reviews. It did, I think it did, you know, reasonably well at the box office, too. So it you know, did. Hopefully... Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Pine is he's a charismatic motherfucker, you know, like he's, he's been great as Kirk in the, the newer Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in that awesome uh, movie with um, oh, fuck. Where Jeff was it? Jeff Bridges was the the cop that was after him. Uh, oh, that's a good robbed, one. They robbed the rank. A bank yeah, that's together t- hella brother. high water. Hella high water. Yeah, he's that a, movie's he's, awesome. It is awesome. Uh, so you know, anchoring an- him being kind of the lead was, a, I think, 
good move for uh I think even if you're not into like, you know, uh that swords and sorcery shit, I think you'd still enjoy it. I think it's a solid film. There's no yeah. fucking way I would enjoy that movie, but I'm glad you have it in the right. <laughs> Listen, it's no hypnotic, all right? It's, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Wait, wa- watch the movie and then come back to me. Uh, so my number eight is is a movie that uh, my girlfriend put on and I had no interest in watching it. And uh, lo and behold, I thought it was really, really good. Currently at 93% for Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't know what that means, but that sounds good, right? Um, so it's called Flora and Son. And, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for anything with with guitar and songwriting. It's it's v- very much a songwriting movie. But um, so the guy, John Carney, was director. And I think he did stuff like Once and Song Street. Like he he seems okay. to do like a lot of like music centric movies. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. And uh, so it's just kind of like this girl. It, it, but it's so funny. So I think they like she has this, this kid and they live in Dublin and the accents are very thick, first of all. Uh, and it's just so vulgar like, in the beginning, like train spotting. level. Yeah. 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 OK. And, and it's like very vulgar in the beginning. She's kind of like, you know, whorish and like her son hates her. Her ex hates her. And uh, she's just kind of like going through life. And uh, she's just trying to, like, connect with her son who's, like, really into, like, electronic music, whatever. Um, So she decides she's going to change her life and start playing an acoustic guitar. And she starts taking lessons from some guy in California. I forget what part. And that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Then they have their funny interactions. And uh, it just goes from there. You know, then she's just trying to have this relationship with her son who's kind of like a dick. And he's he's lovable but a dick. And, and, uh... It's just a movie that never really felt uh, like it was dragging at any point. Every character was great. Um, it's not, you know, if you thought it was going to go left, it, it goes right. It reminded me of a Hearts Beat, uh, Hearts Beat Loud. Yeah. Hearts Beat, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Hearts Beat Loud. That's uh, yeah, it's it's fucking great. It's on Apple TV. I don't know if you could rent it yet, but um, it's really good. I couldn't believe awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. That's so, one I definitely got to check out. Um. Number seven, Chris. All right. Uh, my number seven, hopefully I don't catch shit from you guys or the listeners of the Red River podcast. Uh, but um, this was one that I probably had no interest in seeing and, and probably wouldn't have go- gone to see, except that it got insanely good reviews. It it was like a pop culture phenomenon this summer. And oh, I, I, I know where it. you're going. I know where you're yeah. going. Is so, it the, the kid movie? The, like the guy? No, it's Barbie. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like, what is that fucking child trafficking movie that came out? Oh, God, no. That fucking uh, Sound thought, of Freedom. Yeah, movie. yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that's where you were going with it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Taylor no, made him those, go see the, the same people who love that are the same people that think that the. Uh, leave the world behind in some sort of conspiracy uh no i'm good (laughs) that is that is true that is true yeah oh yeah barbie uh yeah barbie i um first of all margot robbie treasure right she's amazing she's she's the perfect choice to play like kind of the original barbie um but i really love what they did in terms of having like the different types of barbies the, the look and feel of kind of barbie land uh the way they connected it to the outside world 
Um, and the heart of the movie really is America Ferrer's character, who's kind of the mom who's trying to connect with her daughter. Uh, she has this amazing sort of speech in the middle of the movie. It's a little on the nose in terms of, you know, men are bad, women are great um, in certain parts. But I think that like the ultimate sort of the way it gets to the end, um, it's more just about uh, listening, respecting, understanding. And but it was also funny, uh, really sort of well photographed um and the characters were great i just i had an absolute blast sitting there watching the movie and then like looking over at my my wife and and my daughter and seeing them laugh and cry and you know getting emotional myself at certain points in the film so uh you know it it probably deserved to make over a billion dollars this year and um you know it, it's worth it's one of the better sort of blockbuster movies um that 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 are out there and it's not like just a kid's movie or a girl's movie it's it's kind of an everybody movie so i yeah i, I loved it i didn't really think it was much of a kid's movie either <laughs> yeah me. it was it was everything i liked how it started i thought like the universe was cool it was um a, there was a lot of cool stuff to it kind of where it ended up like i was i was kind of like i tapped out of it for sure but it wasn't like i didn't hate it i just didn't um, I thought it was like cool, just maybe you know whatever. But like the universe was cool, the the uh the Kens and and then Michael sure. Sarah Michael Sarah playing the brother. Uh, He's great. There was a lot of cool parts to it. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, good good for whoever enjoyed it. Sure. Uh, Langan, did you like it? I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't see it. it. Oh, it's on nah. HBO now. Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm trying to you, catch Brian, up on. I'm done for this year trying to catch up on movies. I've tried to watch so many. So the fact if that you I missed did it, oh yourself, God. I think I think you'd I think you wouldn't. You'd probably be like, all right, this is better than I probably imagined. Yeah. Right. Right. I got you. Uh, um. Yeah. What are we up to? Seven. Seven. I think. Yep. Uh, Asteroid City. I got. Um. Now uh, I don't. I'm a big Wes Anderson fanboy. I love Wes Anderson films, all of them. I was happy to see this in the theaters. Is this the best Wes Anderson movie? Probably not, but it's still good enough to to rate in my top ten for the year. Um, it's got it, it requires a certain patience. It's it's got a great thematic film about uh, about grief and loss and uh, and and the color the color palette is just fucking gorgeous. I mean. His kind of movies, I mean, not every little uh, P has to get crossed and every I has to get dotted for me to make some perfect, like I understand exactly. It's just a like a, a vibe, this whole picture. And sure. uh, I was, I, I did wish I, that Bill Murray was Tom Hanks's character because I just like Bill Murray in that universe. But I guess there was some shenanigans with bill murray why he wasn't in the movie or something is he getting all trouble this year or some shit or oh yeah lay low i think yeah, or something but that would have been some uh, comments I, or you know yeah you grabbed know. an ass or something i blame something Ch like I, bl I, bl I blame chet hanks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's great listen if you're if you're if you're down with the wes anderson yeah. universe you either are or you're on pretty much i, I so. tried i put it on yeah. for like a half hour and it was just like 
not what I was expecting. I thought I was going to love it. And it's just Mm -hmm. this like really like those 30 minutes. I felt like I was like reading a book. I was, Uh-oh. I was, Which we know Uh-oh. you hate. <laughs> you, know, you know, books are kryptonite today. You started sweating and shit watching it. It was just like, I, it was just a lot to take in. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it didn't really click with me. And then, like on the on the plane ride, a couple of things. There was a few movies that I passed on the plane ride, which I should have started. Uh, Asteroid City. I should have just finished it on the plane. And I never saw the new Indiana Jones movie. Which is weird. Oh um, yeah, I forgot not, that existed. That's not really a that's not really a plane type movie. Like you, it, if you're gonna watch it, and it's not the worst. I mean, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the worst of the For four. Sure. All right, good. Um, but it it, it there, there it's got some real you know I think I think solid redeeming elements. I I had a good time watching the, in the theater, but like a big screen with a decent sound is probably the best way to watch a movie like that. Not on. A I could yeah. I try. I, I put it on for 15 minutes screen. and like turbulence hit and i was just like ah oh, man i'm like i can't even concentrate sure. on this right now so uh but all right yeah, yeah. cool so i'm number- a, yeah i'm sort of on the opposite like so my i think the last wes anderson movie i liked was the fantastic mr fox like i i don't know just like i love yeah, like i love bottle rocket i loved um uh you know i love the royal tenenbaum but then he just sort of got a little too like precious for me it felt like like it was all very sort of quirky and 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 very much his style, which I guess I can't fault him for. It just for whatever reason it doesn't speak to me as he's gone on in his career. Yeah, so I didn't even give Asteroid City a chance, but I I, I got to check it out just to just to he, make. He sure. very much is like you know he's like the ACDC of filmmakers. You know, you're like there's <laughs> no surprise and like what what's sure. coming down the pike. I mean, obviously variations and different stories and stuff, but as far as the thematic feel and stuff like that. I'm you with know, you though. Yeah. I'm with you with like the the more his work went on, like I just find myself less and less like interested from like out of the gate, like the first three or four things. I thought the French Dispatch was fucking great and the Grand Budapest Hotel, but I that still love you know. Listen, Royal Tenenbaums is my favorite movie he'll ever make. I, I don't it. even see that yeah. ever topping for me, but that's how I get what you're saying though. Needle in the hay. Uh, now here's a movie that probably no one has on their list. But I thought it was great. Ever since Radio Silence took the Scream franchise over, I thought they knocked it out of the park with Scream 5 and Scream 6. Scream 6, I fucking loved. I love that Samara weaving intro. Oh, my God. It was an awesome opening. Fucking great, show. right? Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Because when, when Ghostface takes his mask off, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what's going on And that's now. an early reveal also. <laughs> like, yeah, like right away. Uh, yeah. The New York City backdrop was cool. And so what I love about Radio Silence taking over the last two is that I felt like they made the killing brutal again. Oh, the yeah. one thing that I will say about this movie, though, um, no one dies. <laughs> everyone, one of the main characters that yeah. you care about. Die. Everyone. Yeah. But but they got stabbed a shitload of times. It didn't oh, even yeah. matter. <laughs> like one yeah. dude got stabbed like a hundred times and he's still yeah. in the ending like, hey. And I was just like, also, they fucking telegraphed the shit out of the killers. Like it was obvious who they who that was going to be. Once they said that, like the brother wasn't around or whatever, you're like, oh, okay. Like it's like somehow it's the the cop, and you know, like I I I found it pretty easy early on to kind of figure out. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, well, that's the beauty about not being bright like me. I was <laughs> towards the end. I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch, didn't see it coming <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just great. I, I really, I, I really, really liked it a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with them not coming back. So I, I didn't really, I didn't really know what else you could do with it. But I mean, listen, they still. <laughs> They still keep adding it on and I keep watching yeah. it. And the last two were just great. And it's just aside from none of the main characters really suffering any type of, you know, deadly fate. Um, I just five and six just home runs again because it I felt like the brutality was there. Even like Ghostface in like a bodega, like that's fucking yeah, right? bananas. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, dude. So I had again. This was another one that I took my eleven-year-old son to, and uh, I, 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 I was worried because in the opening scene, that Samara Weaving kill is fucking brutal. I mean, they yeah. stab the shit out of her. Fuck. Like I'm, I don't want <laughs> to. I don't want to raise a, a serial killer. Uh, yeah. But thankfully, him and his friend, who also saw John Wick, I think they recognize the cartoonishness of the violence, or at least the over-the-topness of it. Yeah. Um, you know, but. Uh, the the scene where they're trying to get to the other building and the chick falls and dents her head on the garbage uh, dumpster i was like oh my god that like that's just that's a that's an iconic sort of kill and like a great effect and so that i i agree the movie was a blast i, I love the brutality that radio silence brought to it and like you i don't mind losing jenna ortega and melissa barrera because now they're pay Nev Campbell a buttload of money to bring it back to her uh, and craft a story around her, uh, yeah. which you know they're going to do. Absolutely. Um, it's funny you're talking about, like, you know, I, I think of, like, the absolute depraved shit that I saw, you know, going to mom and pop shops at, like, it, eight or I nine. Was, yeah. I saw Faces of Death when I was his age. So, yeah. So, I, I guess I'm not too worried about it. Little, li yo, a little known fact that a friend of mine told me that's friends with Rennie Harlan. He's remaking Faces of Death. That's wow. yeah. He also I, made a Strangers trilogy. Yeah, and like he directed Die Hard two and Cutthroat Island. So yeah, I and I love Die Hard two, but it is fucking cheesy, and uh, I, I can't imagine him making. <laughs> let's let's not forget the one movie he directed that we all love. Ford Fairlane. Ford Fairlane. Oh, of course. My yeah, favorite. come on. Hickory Dickory uh, Duck. Yep. My buddy <laughs> rented that and I ended up stealing the tape and then yeah. he got charged like $100 for it and I told him, I don't know, nice. I returned it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that that's a good one. So I I, I don't really know. Uh, so I my brother, uh, my niece is, I, I don't even know how old she is. Like if I'm guessing, maybe she's like between 8 and 10. I never remember. Um, and he was like telling me like she watched Terrifier 2. And I was like, I don't have kids. I don't care what you do with your kid. But I'm thinking like, I don't know, that movie seems a little out there. <laughs> and yeah, he was like, I don't know. She has YouTube. And she kept saying that, you know, she wanted to watch it and wanted to watch it. And we were and I'm just thinking like, but yeah, but you're like the parent. Honestly, like, though, yeah. as brutal as like that, uh, you know, the one obviously kill is. Um, I actually think the the smushing the mashed potatoes and the shotgun blast at mom's face is somehow more depraved than than the kill before that. But it's the, up there. Yeah. I watch a lot of shit with my son, like a lot of horror movies from a while. But I won't. 
I'm not yeah. really into so, to any me, rush to watch Terrifier with yeah, them. Absolutely that first none. One, it can wait. Sawing the girl in half from the, the vag down to yeah. me is, is probably more depraved for a kid to see yeah. than some of the other stuff in Terrifier 2. I think but either I, way, it's not a good idea. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think 2 is actually probably a little bit more acceptable because the first one, I, I, I just rewatched it and it's still so good. Yeah. If it I, still gets a rise out of me sometimes, he doesn't need to see it yet. Yeah. Right, like, right. <laughs> I mean, like, what, oh boy, even now. And I've seen it like a billion times. Yeah. Once, once he once he shows her gutter balls at like ten, then then, yeah. then I'll, yeah. I, I might. Serbian film is next up. On the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's my number seven. So Chris, number six. Uh, my number six, and I'm I'm not sure if if you guys have it higher. Um, and I think Brian might have mentioned it, or I I don't know who mentions. Uh, honorable was is Thanksgiving. Oh, I have it at, at number nine. So we could Brian, we could t- I have it I, I have it at three, but we could just discuss it now. No, let's just wait so till you, till you bring yeah, it. We, up, we, we can yeah. wait till three. Yeah. We'll wait till three. Right. Wait till three. So uh, that's my six. Langan. Uh, my number six is when evil lurks. Ooh, uh, that's my number three. Okay, <laughs> that's so that's okay. it. That's, is it that, higher on your list? Yeah, do we it, do it, it is. All right, well, hang on to that one. I got Saw X. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. the only one. So, um, oh, by the way, by the way, my phone is definitely listening to me because I got an alert saying Prime Video uh, has Asteroid City up for you to watch. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. Boy. <laughs> They're like we we recognize Langan's voice. Red River yeah. drives the market, baby. You know what I mean? We're um, locked in with that Alexa. I love Saw. I don't care. Like rewatching all of them, they're just great. They're just somehow they managed to fucking fin- wrap up a movie, and they're like, okay, cool, we wrap. Now we have you know another X amount of months to think of something else, and they always do it. Um, X saw X was better than Jigsaw and Spiral. Oh yeah. Um, did you guys watch it? I did. Um, I and did. I was surprised by sort of how like well written it was because you don't typically expect that from a Saw movie. Yeah, I I thought like the the fucking like uh, the auditioning sawing off of of the thigh. Like yeah. once that started, I was like, here we go. And uh, it, it's just it's a Saw movie. But somehow they kind of like make Jigsaw like it's almost like he's tra- transitioning into like the the hero and stuff yeah, like, like that. Like, like like he had some humanity in this one. Yeah. When you yeah. think of what that franchise did with a dead character. <laughs> this one, it's like he, amazing. Right. he died in like three. And they were like, yeah. somehow we're gonna keep like no. We gotta worries. keep this guy going. Well, I, I think in the beginning they had no idea, you know, it was gonna. Yeah, they were gonna be making this many, you know. But well, uh, listen, if you like Saw and all the movies, uh, it's very good. And you haven't seen it yet. I, I, it's it doesn't it doesn't disappoint. It's it's absolutely yeah. a Saw movie, and it's got the the brutality. It's got a, a great ending, um, and they already signed on to do eleven. Because at this point, yeah. if if <laughs> If you're doing if you're doing something and and you're 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 getting millions in return, it still like, made a buttload of money, and then also did really well on demand with uh, you know rentals and stuff. So yeah, this is um, the most uh, as far as horror franchises go. I guess overall the most consistent like linear one ever made, right? Because like you get to this many numbers, you're talking about like 
Amityville and Hellraiser territory, which is a complete shit show. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, it's whatever. It really is when you think of like quality, even if you think that they're constantly a seven across the board, mm-hmm. it's still better than once you get to Jason X or like Halloween Resurrection. Right. Yeah. Like where the they- highs of some of those are probably better, at least for me, are better than so- the, the highs of some. Oh. But the consistency, like you said, and it, yeah. what's interesting is it's still the same fucking simple ass thing. It's devices. It's the traps. It's the 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 moral conundrums. Like, what did these people do uh, that he has them now in his web and and then trying to get out? And then, uh, you know, which ones either live or, or die. But like, it's the same thing every time. But like I was getting a little burnt out on it, but this one actually kind of reinvigorated me because like they, they went back and I think told a, a better story and tried better. to bring a little bit of humanity back into it. Now, unfortunately, I think the 11 writer is not this jo- guy that did. Yeah. Ten, so Josh Stolberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he was good. He did like the, the last couple. So we'll, um, we'll obviously we'll be there to watch it. So we're, we're cracking <laughs> the top five. So number five. Is that me? Yep. All right. So my number five is a longstanding franchise that I just think consistently kicks ass, um, consistently just is made with quality. Um, I never am bored. In fact, I'm I'm frequently blown away, especially when I see these movies in the theater. Um, and it just continues to prove that Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star on the planet, and that's Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Um, the... The the second movie that John Woo did is is not good. Uh, I'll be honest. But one, three, and now all the way through seven uh, have been fucking fantastic. Um, this movie, you don't take a breath the entire movie. Uh, the action is through the roof. Uh, the incorporation of technology, the characters who have now spent all of this time together, uh, you know, Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames and Tom Cruise and... Uh, the the women that have been introduced in the series through part four through now, um, it's just like I'm in and I will continue to be in until they disappoint me. And so far they have not. And it's a really great idea in this one because it's really all about AI and how if something were to happen and someone were able to in- infiltrate the global network, that basically, you know, the risk to the world uh, is is something that um, you know could probably take the whole thing down. And so, what what, uh, what ex president produced this movie? Uh, no, <laughs> well, now apparently Joe Biden watched this movie and ah. then set in motion to review the threats of AI uh, to kind of global national security. Yeah, um, which is funny, but um, no it, way. It's, really, it's a, yeah, he did. It's <laughs> but it's a fucking blast. It's action packed um, and it's just insanely well made. These movies kick ass. Unfortunately, it didn't do as well box office wise as the previous ones have done, which which is bothersome to me because it still just continues to be the same elevated quality. Um, So I I don't know. Maybe it's the length. It was like two hours and 40 minutes, but it was. I I think box office, box offices are still weird now. I think they're finally coming back a little bit. You know, it's just like because everyone's like, oh, I'll just wait to spend 20 bucks and watch it at home or whatever. Um, And then you forget about it like I did with a 
Indiana Jones. I was like, oh yeah, that movie was made and came out. Um, <laughs> AI. Speaking of AI, very funny. Um, so yesterday I was like uploading some lyrics, uh, you know, the new record to Spotify, and you know, you have to type out the lyrics and all this other shit. It has to be the way they want it. This new feature they have is, hey, do you want AI to guess the lyrics? I was like, oh, that's interesting, and I fucking hit it, and they was fucking- it close. Yes. Most of it. I just had to like retype a couple of things. Okay. And it's such a time like um, saver, you know, like you're you're uploading like all these songs and it's like, you know, it's I hate typing shit up Uh, and AI guesses like 99 percent of it. And you just, you know, maybe like a word here or there. Um, So Uh, so at work at work, we have uh, two new positions that we're opening up and uh, doggy. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and my i'm my, 11 the the guy that uh the guy that's gonna be hiring for the positions he typed in ai at gpt he used he typed in the name of the position and it literally wrote a job description that was insanely close to what we would have written had we done it originally so we were able to like use that as the skeleton and then build off of it but it was super as you mentioned time saving and yeah and and basically five years from now it's Skynet and we're all dead. Well, I was thinking yeah. uh, the there's lawn, less lawn and less use man. for human beings. Just right. you know, why bother? We had a good run though. It's been yeah. cool. Right? We did. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on we're, were on, some we're, mistakes made along the way. Sure. Sure. But... <laughs> we're on we're on the last half, you know. So it's whatever, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh so number five, Langan. This one I had no uh, expectations going into uh, the holdovers. Um, yeah, another one I, I want to watch. Yeah, so yeah, I have that at four. Pleasantly so surprised. Now, yeah. Oh, really? Okay, then yep. let's uh, hold off. Yep. No, no, it's. I mean, it's literally the next movie, so we might. Yeah, well it's just this next one. That. All right. Um, it's it's basically you know it's a dialogue based drama. Some funny stuff in it. Got a real seventies uh, look and feel to it. I mean, just even the film stock it looks like a 70s movie but just a a sweet story a great christmas story it, 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 not not you know an unheard of concept the cantankerous old professor and the punk kid yes we've kind of seen some of that stuff but uh listen is paul giamani ever bad in anything because i've yet to see it like that guy is always going to bring his a game and he's fantastic in this movie uh it, it's it's a it's a great movie and a great christmas movie definitely worth watching it's time yet. Totally agree. It's an Alexander Payne film, um, which, you know, again, kind of like Wes Anderson, some of his later stuff I've, I've not necessarily loved. I felt like this was a return to form for him, you know, movies like uh, Election and just where he's um, he, he's very interested in. Action. And, 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 and I think this. Uh, does incredibly well at sort of setting the relationships early on and the characters. Uh, Brian, as you mentioned, you know, it's sort of, it's got the crackling film stock. It's got, even the titles are very sort of 1970 Yeah, the poster too. Yeah, like, yeah. It looks it, like something. Yeah. It gets you very sort of in the mood. Um, For Bush. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's one of those ones where you, you really do love the characters and um, you know, a little bit scent of a woman-y in the way that he sort of sticks up for him and uh, you know, kind of takes a rap a little bit, but 
Uh, I just, when you watch Jamadi, when you watch The Kid, who is great, by the way, I, yeah. I've never yes. seen him in anything before. I think it Me might either. have been like his first movie. Uh, and some of the ancillary characters, it's just one of those things that, you know, if you're not smiling most of the movie, you're 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 feeling a certain way. Uh, it you know, it kind of pulls at the heart a little bit. It's just a, a great sort of character drama, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I was glad I, I watched it. And it is very much of the season, you know. It's mm -hmm. it's take takes place over the course of Christmas and New Year's at a at a at a boarding school with some kids that. Um, for whatever reason, either they don't have families or their parents have been dickheads and decided to go to PG and not pick their kids up for the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, they're stuck with with this professor who yeah. I think when they explore him and his background, you start to get a little bit more about who he is and why he is. Yeah. Uh, it really fleshes Jamani's character out and you fall in love with him. They slowly peel that orange, that character. Like you, you, yeah. You really don't know much, but by the end, it's just they give you little pieces and stuff. It's yeah, it's great. I yep. don't know much, but I know I love you. <laughs> um, that may be all I need to know. <laughs> so my number five is Renfield. Anyone have that on there? I it was one it would have been one of my honorables, but I figured you'd have it in there. Yeah. So um. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those movies that you know came out in theaters i was like oh maybe i'll watch it and it got fucking slammed i'm like okay well i guess maybe i'll just like did skip it, really? it i didn't yeah it i didn't did. see the reviews on that baby. yeah it did catch some shit and i remember seeing it and being like what the fuck yeah and, and then like when it hit maybe it was like peacock or something like within yeah. the first five minutes any movie that references like a subgenre of music like ska or whatever like you i'm just like the the shit that they were talking about in the very first five minutes i was like oh, whoever wrote this is like i know this person and then it's just this really fucking wait it, real quick like, sam did you watch the killer on uh netflix the david fincher movie with michael fassbender i never did no i so, wanted to. so he when he kills someone or when he's getting set up for someone he listens to the smiths and morrissey okay. so it's just funny that like uh, oh know, yeah talked about kind of like being very specific in the music did you like it i did it's I, it's it's very much like a sort of a slice of life it's it's you follow this one little piece of time with him it doesn't have sort of this big climactic ending but I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I got I got to check it out. It's just one of those things that that past lives. There's a few things sure. this year that I haven't checked out. But uh, Renfield uh, was I felt like a John Wick movie with horror and uh, splatter and all this other shit. Mm -hmm. And I just watched it and we were like me and Karen were just like, this is fucking great. Like, what is this? Is like just an action movie. With fucking like blood and guts and all this other shit and and sure. fucking Nicolas Cage and fucking absolutely goddamn loved it. So, um, so and, and seeing you know like Nicolas Cage like last year with uh uh, uh the, the unbearable, unbearable weight of uh whatever the fuck killer like that was so much fun and ridiculous and that action packed was, and that was in my know, top five. Was, yeah, it was mine too. Like he just had yeah. he's. He's he's had this like renaissance where he's acknowledged that he is kind of a caricature of a human and an actor, and he's just embracing it and having a blast, and we're getting the benefit of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you did your number four, and your number three was uh, what exactly, Chris? My number three uh, is When Evil Lurks. Okay, so then you have that at what, three, Langan? Um... Oh no, you had it further. No. 
No, I had it at six. I think I was All holding right. off on speaking. I, it. I, me too. I got it further up. So let's do your uh, your next okay. one. Let's mine. Do okay. Yours. Yeah, because we're on three now. Uh, Sam's is higher, so you go for your three. No, he's doing his four. Oh, my four. Wow, confusing. Uh, <laughs> I got oh, my bad. I, Yeah, my bad. My bad. I had a holdovers at four. Sorry. <laughs> so this is my four. Yeah, yeah okay. your four. Uh, I got Bo is Afraid, the Ari Aster movie. Um, uh, not, uh, I, it's probably, I like Midsommar better of his pictures, but I did like this a lot. I, I, I welcome the challenge because it is a challenging film and I had to watch it a couple of times, but um, it's just a surreal, surrealistic dive into anxiety, panic, this kind of, uh, of panic, like accumulation of failures one can have in a life and where it leads you to certain points. And, and as someone who's, 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 had like a panic i never had like anxiety attacks at younger and stuff like that but and as i got sure. older it was something that affected me and this movie just kind of struck a nerve you know what i mean and it uh uh i love phoenix's um betrayal of the main character parker posey i'm a sucker for um but it, it's a film i could watch a couple of times and get something different out of every time but uh, I also do understand why some people were not feeling it at all. If yeah, not. so I yeah. Avo- I avoided it just for that because yeah. I knew like maybe eventually like I'll watch it. But I, I just it was one of those things, you know, when you so much shit to watch. And when something doesn't seem as appealing as like the first five movies you're thinking of, maybe number six, it's like, like all right, Killers of the Flower it, Moon. Yeah. yeah right. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's another one. Thing. That's a... Yeah. Um, like, do I want to sit? Am I? Do I want to invest into this right now? This four right. hours. Because because yeah. Bo is afraid is long, right? It's almost three hours. It's three and a half. I think it was. was it? It's oh. definitely in the in the three plus. I don't remember exactly how long. It was, so but, my yeah. my uh my my twenty five year old son is uh very much as I am, a film uh fan. I love Hereditary. I love Midsummer. So he went to it. He took his grandmother with it. <laughs> she came back and she went, what the fuck was that? I can't believe he took me to yeah. see this movie. <laughs> it's like a three and a half hour movie about anxiety. Yeah. And I yeah. think there's like, like Oedipal, like fucking mom issue. There is a lot of things going on in it. So. Subtext. When, I, when, movie, I, when, yeah. I was, when I was younger, like my one of my uncles would always laugh like I he didn't like Schwarzenegger movies. But that's what, what I, that's what I wanted to watch. <laughs> so I remember like we we went to go see Raw Deal. And oh. he's just like, this guy takes me to movies where there's like 20 dead bodies before the credits even roll in the beginning. <laughs> What does the P stand for? I don't Pussy. know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joseph P. Brenner. Yo, fucking Raw Deal is so bad. Raw Deal is so bad, but it's filled with so many great characters. I when, she th- when she fucks up the cake and he's like, you should not drink and bake. Yeah, I, it's I so good. That movie's amazing. Uh, all right, so my number four is something that I took from a TV show. But it's an 80-minute feature, and I think it's fucking brilliant. It's a fucking movie to me. Uh, the Beyond the Sea segment of yeah. Black Mirror yeah. is fucking so good. Did mm-hmm. you you did you watch it, Langan? Yeah, man. Okay, so 
you're creating a story that is so like, you know, when you think of the, like you, this person that you work with or your friend and then, you know, like you, he loses his fucking family and you're trying to be nice to him and doing this favor for him. If you haven't seen it, you should just watch it, but it, it, it's not going to get into it, but it's just like the, the psychological weirdness and wildness that comes along with this fucking story is like nothing that I've seen this year. It's really, I think it was like the third episode of the new black mirror season. And we blew through the first two and really enjoyed them. They were entertaining as hell. I honestly, I think the only one I didn't like was the last one. Um, but that one we watched and then we sort of paused for a little yeah. bit and didn't yeah. watch the rest because I was like, that is fucked up. Yeah. And, but, but Aaron Paul and Josh Hartnett are just amazing in it. And, oh, you start to think about like, just, yeah. you know, oh my God, it's, yeah. it's so good. If that's, if, that's, that's a, a show that fucker. people should, should always watch. It's, it's incredible. It's, it, it can be hit or miss, but the sure. highs are some of the highest highs ever. That one sits at number two behind San Junipero for me as like I the best of the yeah. series. Yeah. It's, it's just, like I said, when you really think of something like that, you know, and just like, you're I, I just it's completely a mind fucker mm. and for the people that miss it and i feel like a lot of people did miss it this year sure uh it's it's very good and at 80 minutes i consider it a feature absolutely it's it's so yeah it definitely i mean biodome is i think 81 minutes uh, so. <laughs> i was watching the ginger dead man and that's 70 <laughs> minutes never yeah. saw it but like joe bob did it yeah i didn't watch that special so yeah. It's it's unwatchable. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but it's beyond unwatch. Like it's just yeah. so bad. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. You mean that movie about Gary Busey playing a gingerbread man that kills people is not good? You're saying? How would that be bad? <laughs> yeah, but Have you guys watched the uh, the pet uh, judge or whatever the fuck Gary Busey did with that show? No, it's pretty amazing. No. He's a lunatic. So that was my number four. Wow. Uh, your number three is when evil lurks, right? It is. Yep. All right. So Langan, uh, we're going to talk about uh, your number three. Well, okay. Um, I got Thanksgiving. So did you guys have yeah. those that so earlier? Let's, right? Yeah. Let, let's talk yep, about yep, it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, listen. This is a. This is probably the most fun I had in a movie uh, this year. Uh, it was. You talk about anticipated. I mean, Jesus Christ! I don't even remember. <laughs> You know, right. how long have we been talking about this movie? And it delivers. It's uh, it's everything you could want in it. Uh, a great genre film. Eli Roth's best movie, I think, by far. Um, and he's given us a classic that I hope he, you know, revisits at other Thanksgivings. Well, and it's already, he is. Uh, it's already greenlit. Yeah, it's greenlit. Yeah, I would hope so. But uh, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's everything that a horror movie should be. It was super fun. Uh watched it again immediately like the next day oh i i i yeah. went to see it in the theater a second time so like karen like when we went to arizona for thanksgiving her whole family mm-hmm. was like oh let's go watch thanksgiving and like i would say maybe like 12 of us went to go see it and so i got to see it for a second time just to make sure that what i saw the first time wasn't like a uh, an emotional fluke you know we're right, like okay right. i loved it even more the second time um, yeah. the little things that i missed uh just 
it's really good. It's really fun. It's I mean, so it, is is it the Godfather? No, but it's just no. so. It was such an entertaining movie. Um, you know, just a, a lot of red herrings, which of course makes sense. You know, everything you do. Um, sure. It just the gore was great when it was supposed to be funny. It was really funny and yeah, fucking Tim Dillon, man. Most importantly, yeah. <laughs> a really good script. Like yeah, it's so a really good script. I agree with Brian. This is Eli's best movie. It's his most complete movie. Um, you know, there's not like one thing that you would shout as being sort of stands above others. It had great gore. It was funny. It was well written. That opening sequence okay. uh, is is worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, um, unfortunately, I think the killer is highly telegraphed within literally the first five minutes. Um, you know, the fact that they share the look um, at, at the dinner, you kind of know that there's something between those two characters. And then when she, you know, meets her end in, 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 in the riot, you're like, all right, that's probably going to be what this is. Um, so, but that's fine because it's such a fun ride to get to where I knew that movie was headed anyway. And the journey to get there was surprising and funny and gory and great and entertaining. So like, even though I kind of had that pegged from the beginning, it didn't matter because it was so much fun getting there. And John Carver's a real, real person. Too. He is. He yes. is. And uh, on uh, maybe uh, when Eli was on the Mick Garris podcast, yep, he said that the girl that works at the diner was uh, like a relative of John she, Carver. Like, yes, a direct Carver. descendant. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like a like a cousin's. Great, yeah, yeah, great, 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 great. Yeah, and that scene where she where she has to pull her head off of the freezer door. A la yeah. Christmas story, but the skin comes off is fucking okay. fantastic. So that's that's another thing. The stalking is great because yep. a lot of times in horror movies, especially lately, once you're got, you're got. Mm -hmm. And it's like just this two second thing of like, oh, her face is on this and now she's dead. And they go to the next scene. They let all these characters have this like will to live to keep fighting uh right. when the girl you know like the, the stepmom like was being chased all over the house fucking great yeah it was really but even good that scene with the freezer she pulled herself off she slammed into the into the the garbage and then her body gets hanged on, on the the front of the store like there's multiple times yeah. that uh that that uh kill is used it's just it was so much fun so much fun. We had a misfit song on that on the end credits. The ending was, also was the chef's kiss. Also, the far side with yes. oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I did just awesome. fucking throw that in there. So um okay. Uh so we're going to my number three, which is uh Sisu. Mm. Okay. No I see this is one that honestly, I forgot that one. Is in my blind spot. Um, okay. I saw the trailer. I saw like all the reviews that said it was amazing, like sort of brutality and just crazy violence. I saw you post on it and I just never fucking got to it. It's fucking great. It's just like 80 minutes of like, so let, let me tell you how good it is. We rented it and Karen, I had to convince. <laughs> I was like, trust me. Like, Let's that. watch this movie about this guy that's just killing a bunch of Nazis. Right. Uh, and sh so we watch it. And within the first 10 minutes, like, it, it, yo, it never lets up. It just keeps going. 
uh 20 minutes she's just like this is great so we we watch it and then the next day she's like let's watch it again that's how wow. much she enjoyed it Whoa. that's when you know it's good <laughs> yeah and we did we watched it all over again and it's just this like fucking like 80 minute fucking just like whirlwind of like pure fucking violence and it's goddamn amazing it would have been number one if it wasn't for the other goddamn two movies so um <laughs> so number two for you chris uh my number two is actually was in your honorable mention uh leave the world behind okay yeah cool tell me about it um so i i, I guess with any anytime julie so i didn't know that sam Esmail wrote and directed it and the first season of Homecoming is one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched. Um, I, I didn't know what was happening until the end. The acting was amazing. The camera work was like Kubrickian. It was just very much a lot of use of like odd shots from above, uh, changing the aspect ratio. Like it was amazing. And it had great acting. And and it's it's still to this day one of my favorite seasons of a show that I've ever seen. Um, so I was late to the party on and I was like, yeah, it's Julia Roberts, whatever. But then when I realized like, like Mahershala Ali was in it and Sam Esmail made it, I was like, all right, let me check this out. Um, you know, it almost had a little bit of the knock at the cabin vibes in the sense that it is about sort of, you know, kind of an apocalyptic event happening. But this movie, um, I think is insanely well-written. Uh, the acting is top notch. Uh, you get where it could have gone the way of like tradition or uh, stereotype. It doesn't. Um, and as like, I just was on complete edge and didn't breathe for most of the movie. I was, uh, as I was watching things unfold. Yeah. And, and, and um, it pays off. Like I know people complain about maybe like, kind of the anticlimactic ending that it has, but I happen to think that it's perfect for what it is. Yeah. And yeah. and you do see sort of what's happening and why and everything else. So uh I just fucking loved it. Um I loved it. I, yeah. I couldn't believe how fucking good it was. It's one of the better sort of end of the world type movies I've ever seen. Find, but it takes though it has moments where it's sort of expands out and gives you hints of what's going on globally or nationally and then brings it back to kind of like the four or five main characters <laughs> and yeah. and it just blew me away it's it's, it's julia it's, roberts dance to that next song was one of the worst moments i one of the worst feelings i've ever had inside right and, and, I, don't know, I don't know i don't even oh know what God. to say about that it's so that awkward hurt. i to me, that movie was pure dread, like like nightmare for Yeah, yeah. Um, it would have cracked my top ten, and and it it, it just could have, but it was just like Saw X just took it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hip hypnotic just was, you know, had yeah. something to say about but, it. But but if you think about it, like in a lesser movie, those two would have either fucked or made out, but they didn't. Right. Yeah. And oh, in a yeah. lesser movie, Kevin Bacon would have been a racist conspiracy theorist, but he's yeah. not. Yeah. He's, he's empathetic. He still has his beliefs. Like there's subtlety to this movie that doesn't happen in a lot of movies these days. And I, I you know, I, I know people because it's executive produced by Michelle and Barack Obama. You know, there's there's all this nonsense 
but like if you well, now if you, it makes sense yeah <laughs> but, but but if you if you watch it um it treats kind of the situation and and the divide among uh different people in america in such a sort of sensitive way and 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 an even way that um you know it's it, it it defies kind of like being pigeonholed in left or right or whatever it's yeah. just this is probably what will happen and and you know i had recently watched uh the civil war trailer by uh alex garland who made ex machina uh, yep. and annihilation and and he's got a movie coming out in 2024 war and it's very much about how if sort of the the country kind of backed into their corners and then decided that they were going to fight each other what would that look like and this had a lot of those vibes but it sort of kind of got out of the gate before that um but i it's, just it's i one felt the, yeah it was it's, it's just fantastic. it's one of the best one of the best doomsday movies i've ever seen um and the ending is exactly what it should have been because like what do you want like do you want like a hundred million dollars worth of destruction it's just like okay this is just the way it ends because you already you could only imagine what's coming next so that's sure and it gives you flashes like it it pulls back and again his camera work is just camera work is beautiful his camera work is probably the biggest star of the movie because other than that it's like you have these main characters but the 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 star is the director. The director is just like unbelievable. The script is unbelievable. Very good. Very very good. Okay, um, that was my number two. So Langan, your next one. Now this would be my number. Two. We discussed when evil works, so that's coming up. Yeah, Where no, we... so that's my number that's two. Still, right, your number two. Okay, my number three. two is a the little film I didn't hear anybody talking about, but I it, I hope it gets more attention, but it, uh, it's up on Hulu now. It's called Linoleum. Um, great little independent film, incredibly deep uh, indie pick, uh, starring Jim Gaffigan, who's fantastic in it, who's actually a pretty damn good actor, you know, as far as, you know, obviously known for his comedy, but uh, he, he's a good dramatic actor. And Rita Seahorn plays his wife, from Better Call Saul, who plays okay. uh, Kim Wexler, who's fantastic. Tony Shalhoub's in it. There's a couple of, of uh, known faces in it, but uh, it, it it's a story of a guy who runs, who does like a PBS uh, Mr. Wizard kind of um, uh, TV show. Uh, he always had dreams of being an astronaut, working NASA, but he had to settle for this. Like many things in life, we have our dreams and we have our our reach things, and what we settle for. Uh, kind of plays on that. Um, but then it goes into, uh, it's, I, it's, it, there's a lot of twists and reveals. And I want to be careful about it because if it, as you're watching it, it, they'll become obvious to you, but like, I don't want to ruin it for anybody if they have to take a chance in this film. But like, it works on a, a, a linear level, but there's also a subtext to it that eventually becomes the whole picture by the end. And I was shocked how good it, it, it was and really like, Hit me in the feels. It, it's it's fantastic. Awesome. Linoleum. Linoleum. Laura and Son, Sisu, and Linoleum Down is movies that I have to watch. All right. So yeah. next we could talk about uh when evil lurks, because that's my number two. So yeah. Um man. I never saw Terrified. Oh, dude, you're missing out. That movie I gotta is watch a it. Great fucking haunted house, just straight up sort of scary movie. Well, it's I'll very, be watching, I'll be watching it now. 
uh i didn't really know what to expect i was like yeah whatever i start watching this i'm like reading the subtitle and then they get to like that disgusting like fat guy yeah i'm like oh all right this is interesting and then from there there's this like folklore that starts unraveling in this movie yeah and these these rules that everyone has to follow i love that like it was sort of generally just sort of known and accepted that there are people that get like possessed yeah you know spiritually and physically and like there's like you know things that you have to do to deal with that it was to deal with it that i like that um and then that's where the story unravels you know like they they get like one of the townspeople um you know and he kind of like sets it off you know like they they just drag this fucking fat fuck Who's like, yeah. j- like if you see him, it's just like the makeup on this. Yeah. Is just oh, he's like got like pus coming out of him, and yeah, he's it's disgusting. disgusting. Um, of course, it has so one simple of the- too. Like that, you know, it's not like a huge, but like you know, small cast of people. Very simple, streamlined, but fucking effective. You know, and they're very much like you know, like the thing in a bit. You know, out of way as far as this thing that possesses and jumps from other stuff. It's it, it's got that kind of a vibe. And what it. I what yeah. I love that they do in a, a movie from Argentina, most foreign movies, uh, America just doesn't, you know, like when I saw that dog, I was like, that dog's going to do something fucked up. And he, <laughs> and he did. I yeah. didn't know what he was going to do, but when he did what he did, I was like, they and would think about never how, like, have done that. Think about how well set up that scene was because you oh. have the parents, you have the, the, the dad on the stairs who's arguing with the wife and the son is looking at them, hoping that they would stop arguing. You've got the the new guy or the stepdad off on the side. Like the composition of that shot is just begging, like it's it's just begging you to be afraid of what's going to happen. And you're so dreadful, and and you kind of expect it to happen, but you're like, yeah, this movie's not going to do that. And then it fucking does in a way that is so much more sort of. Uh, realistic and shows you more than I would have expected a movie to show you. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck. Yes. Yeah. Cause it, it kicks into gear. And then, um, you know, she's really giving him shit. And then you see kind of your, your hero of the movie and like how much he's not a hero. <laughs> yeah. And she basically like just shits on him and you're like, Oh, this guy is kind of like shitty. Um, and then to add to the stress of the movie, he goes up upstairs and you're like, Oh, his other kids autistic. Yeah. And like what it's like to deal with that. And another thing that really, uh, you know, uh, hit me was when the wife got on the phone afterwards and she was like telling him all the shit that she did and what a loot, like when, when you're possessed by this demon, it's Ooh. like it's almost like the angriest like partner you've ever had on the planet telling you everything. Like, and that yeah, lady and, with the axe, bro, in the face. I mean, that shit was yeah. savage. Yeah, that actually I think set it off axe. more even before that. I mean, that was even yeah. before the dog. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and just you know, what I I saw it twice just recently, and man, by the time it wrapped up, I was just like, this is. That was a, a wild ride. And what I gathered from that movie was anytime that that main character was given an option to do something right, he always picked the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, matter it's, what he was, you know, when, whatever choice you gave him, he always made the wrong choice. And you see yeah. it, you know, that it's was so, that was a movie. It's so nihilistic. Like the, the ending of that movie, you're just like, oof. 
Yeah. And I realized that like a lot of the movies that, you know, leave the world behind when evil works, like a lot of those at the top of my list are ones that are just fucking, you know, brutal when it comes to outcome. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, and I won't spoil it for anybody, but the scene where the brother is in the car and it, and pulls up and sees kind of what's happening and and the scooping. Yeah. Uh, so that good. was nuts. I was that like, oh was... my God, that is so fucked up. I'm like, wait, she's <laughs> eating his brains like popcorn. Yeah, it was so yeah. fucked up. Yeah, I'm like, was... I didn't see that happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's so good. It's 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 it it's one of those movies this year that deserves all the praise that it got. Absolutely. When people are like, oh, my God, what about Winnie? I'm like, just watch it. It's fucking great. Yeah. So I recommend this to anyone who's who's said, hey, is there anything like kind of decent horror wise? I'm like, that's the movie that you should watch. Well, I got my number yep. one, which I think beats it. So what do we like? What what do you have left, Chris? You have number one, right? That's it. I have number one left. Yeah. All right. And Langan, you have number one, right? So what's your mm-hmm. number one, Chris? My number one is Oppenheimer. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I uh, so I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Um, ever since I saw Memento back in 2000 at like a a a a, a, a screening for uh, press because I happen to write stupid movie reviews for my college newspaper. Remember so I got to Sammy see some Jenkins. of those movies. And ever since then, the his style he shoots his movies, his stories have always been incredibly intricate. And you know, the knock on him throughout his career has been like, you know, do you really act emotionally with the characters? Um, but and I and I have, quite frankly, in a lot of the movies, but this one to me is his most well-rounded, best made, uh, incredible film. Um, you know, because it takes it's it's sort of a it's a biopic, obviously. It, it sort of takes uh, a look at uh, Oppenheimer and, and throughout his life and and kind of the development of the uh, of the atomic bomb, uh, but it also then explores kind of afterwards, and which may actually be the most compelling part of the movie is kind of that final hour when they're trying to figure out kind of whether or not he's a traitor and who sold them out. There's so much going on, sort of uh, you know. Um, uh, thematical movie but the acting is phenomenal the spectacle is humongous like this is a drama and a biopic that was shot in IMAX and feels like it um, I just think for my you know Spielberg all time is my favorite director in modern day Nolan is my favorite um, and this is to me Nolan's most accomplished movie I just didn't have a better experience watching a movie this year <laughs> uh, particularly in the movie theater okay um before i comment to that uh, is what's your number one langan uh sick of myself oh wow interesting we have three number one different number ones um that's interesting okay i saw oppenheimer in the theaters and i probably shouldn't have seen it um you know but i mean the movie connected with you the way you know yeah 100 percent to me, I, I felt like I was watching a book report <laughs> and the last hour I felt like Rodney Dangerfield in uh, back to school, like falling asleep, getting yelled at because they were. Dude, that's like the most exciting part of the movie, too. I don't know. I, I like the 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 middle part. OK, you know, like the 
like the explosion. When they make the bomb and blow yeah. stuff up. <laughs> when the yeah. bomb goes boom. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but hey, listen, that's that's why we're here, right? Uh, right, yeah. Langan, uh, before we make this too long and Nick's waiting, uh, give me uh, your number one. Yes. Um, this is a Norwegian film called Sick of Myself. It's up now on Paramount. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't see it. I hope they do. It's a Cronenberg-esque body horror uh, it's got a lot of reflections on ego, narcissism, the main character syndrome that invades our society right now, all the BS that goes on. Totally unique about this girl. Uh, she's a coffee shop worker. Somebody gets a, a lady gets attacked by a dog and gets tore up and she's helping her and she sees all the uh, attention given to this person. So she reads online about this, uh, drug in in russia you know how these fucked up russian drugs or whatever and it rots the skin and you've seen yeah all like that oh, up shit. The, the ricin that the fucking putin gave to that guy and all that horrible shit Cro- croc- so crocodile she, yeah so she yeah. purposely orders a bunch of this to fuck herself up and for attention uh, basically yeah and um it just goes into incredibly dark and sometimes still funny uh, places but there's been so much good norwegian cinema the last few years it's it's a, that's a hot bed of shit coming out but uh it's called sick of myself it's fucking awesome yeah uh, sing it from the rooftops i i, I gotta watch it because i saw like the, i wrote that down <laughs> i saw like the the poster for her. she's like covered up in bandages right smoking a cigarette yeah yeah, her yeah. fucked yeah. up face yeah it's great i, I guess I, I mean i would have just put the bandages on and not done the other stuff but that's just me. yeah yeah you'll see it's uh it's it's <laughs> fucked up and it's pretty disgusting too um all right so whatever my number one uh number one movie of uh 2023 talk to me like that fucking movie rule that movie was so good fucking best horror movie best movie i saw all year saw it twice uh i can't believe you didn't have it on the list chris uh, it was in my honorable mentions. I forgot to mention it. I yeah. really did enjoy it a lot. I thought it faltered a little bit in the end. Ultimately, for me, I I'm I'm actually somebody that loves subtlety and like more. But if I saw more than just flashes of some of the horror that was going on, I feel like it would have been a more effective movie. But I still absolutely enjoyed it. It just was was not in the yeah. Um. Yeah, that was my number one. I mean, uh, I once I saw A twenty four was doing it. So all right. So the whole reason we went to go see it was um, um, Barbie and Oppenheimer was out, and we were like, oh, let's go see one of these two. Both of them were sold out because it was in the very beginning, and uh, then uh, my girlfriend's like, oh, let's see, talk to me, and I was like, well, the apprehension just came from A twenty four. I was like, oh, it's an A24 horror movie. Yeah. Like, it oh. had so much buzz though that I was like, this might be the one A24 that I that I act like. And I don't hate everything A24. I gotta be, I you know, I want to put that out there. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But but uh when they do horror, it's almost like us that are horror nerds look at it and go, hey, that's cute. Because it tends to be like either really boring and sort of like elevated horror or something that like 
at the in the end they don't even show anything and you're like fuck this movie yeah um this happened to be one that actually like showed you stuff and was a genuine horror movie genuine horror movie so what i found out was that they didn't make it they just bought it yeah they just they they're distributing it yeah it was so, a new zealand uh, a new zealand like, yeah like a duo like two these two um yep. so so much so like even rogan talked about it on his podcast and then them two guys ended up on the show i'm thinking like this guy never mentions movies <laughs> You know, and he loved it that much. Did you guys see Talk to Me? That was wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Jamie, Jamie, pull that trailer up. <laughs> they actually are making they're making a sequel. Talk to me. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. All right. What are they gonna do with part three now? Talk three me. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, cool. Chris, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you guys. You know, I you, appreciate you, it. I got like four or five movies that I gotta uh, I gotta make sure I watch. You give us legitimacy. You have a <laughs> a strong command of the English language, unlike us. Listen, Brian. No, listen, Brian. Brian brings an element of that. Um, <laughs> that you know, I I, I think I, you know he he definitely brings that. Uh, there there's there's some there's some culture and 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 subtext there that that yeah. maybe your uh your reviews don't necessarily have yeah so. oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm... we like to keep one foot in culture one foot completely neanderthal yeah me and both me and sam yeah yes. now you gotta walk that line right that's I got, the only way yeah. to see all the good shit, i've got the right? super orbital ridge i'm i'm a little bit neanderthal i got i got <laughs> one i got one neanderthal foot at all times for sure definitely <laughs> So, uh, all right, we got to go do a rock countdown. Yeah. Now, so, uh, oh, have fun, guys. That's going to be a good one. Yo, peace, God. 